Hello, my name is Christelle. And I'm Dee. You're listening to Cook Inside Stories. This is a podcast where we talk about our lives and experiences as Filipinos in Germany. Hi, Christelle! Hey, Dee! <laughs> How are you? <laughs> my God, we're back on board. We're back after five episodes. Can you believe it? We made it to five can we do more? <laughs> Kaya pa ba? Kaya pa ba? Kaya pa, no? It's been five episodes since we wanted to record on our phones. Exactly. Can you imagine if we did that? <laughs> Makalampas kaya tayo sa first episode. <laughs> My God, magagalit si Karen, our producer. Lagot. Yeah, so ngayon, we are going to talk about important considerations for moving abroad. We're going to be breaking it down to two parts. Things that you need to prepare. And the second bit is what you need to do once you get to your destination. And of course, we will be talking about German bureaucracy because it has come up a lot in the past episodes. And it's just going to be me and you, D, in this episode. So, let's get Let's get <laughs> There are a lot of reasons why people move abroad and we think these fall into three, I don't know, buckets, categories. Yes. So one would be for family, for marriage, for loved ones. The second would be for studying and the third would be for working. And today we're going to talk about what you need to prepare to move away from the Philippines or away from wherever you are. And, you know, these are important things to know because our Philippine passport can only get you few countries few without countries. restrictions. Yes. <laughs> Kahit tourist, di ba? Yeah, exactly. Konti lang mapupuntahan mo. What more if you're looking to move somewhere for the longer term? Yes. If you're moving abroad, there's a lot of things to consider and paperwork to sort out. Let's get to the most important thing, the visa. Yeah, it's important for you to understand anong klaseng visa ang kailangan mo. Because for sure, every country has their own different requirements. And you really need to understand which kind of visa suits your, I don't know, situation, your needs, <laughs> and your purpose. Yeah, it's actually important to know which visa suits you best because there's a lot of classifications. Yeah. Now, sometimes, you know, the local embassies or consulates can also help you determine that. So it's good to actually tell them about your plans, kung ano talaga yung gagawin mo in the country of destination. Because it can be anything and then they might have a different parang category for that ikaw di what was the visa issued to you mine was quite straightforward because i was a student i wanted to be a student in germany so i needed to apply for a student visa and yeah it's not very complicated probably as opposed to um, a language visa or a job seeking visa or probably a work permit also Mine was just you need a, um, a proof that you got accepted to university and that you have money mm -hmm. <laughs> to live here. Yeah. But it's not a lot of requirements. How about you? So I got a language visa, which can be later on converted to a student visa. I applied kasi when I was still working in Singapore. And the initial plan was, okay, to do language um, courses muna. And then I wasn't sure whether or not I wanted to continue on and do my master's straight away. So I actually told the consul 
at that time what my plan was and then he told me so okay i'm giving you like yung six months na language visa muna and then when you decide the visa that you have is actually convertible to a student visa so that was good but one important thing to know is that an entry visa is different from an actual residence permit that you will get once you're in the country at least in germany and europe is what we know yeah that's right for example when i was applying for a visa in the philippines i only received a three months visa um which basically the purpose is to get to germany and when i got here in berlin i had to convert that visa to a longer um work permit and uh, not work permit student a longer student permit mm-hmm. and i think that's quite common for people going to europe that you're only given three months and not longer yeah i think so too moving on so once you've figured out which visa you need start collecting the requirements and schedule your visa application appointment as early as you can yes ito medyo madugong proseso <laughs> yes, and you never know when your appointment could be, especially during this time. So do it as soon as you can. Exactly. Yes, so nung 2017, nung nag-apply ako for student visa, um, yeah, my appointment was in September, first week or second week, and the classes started in October, first week. Mm-hmm. And the visa processing time was four weeks. So I was really gipit na gipit on time. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think they followed the four weeks. That's why when I arrived in Berlin to join my classes, I was already behind by, I don't know, one or two weeks. And everybody, you know, I mean, like, nag-introduce to yourselves na sila mm-hmm. and nakapag beers na sila outside. And I'm like, totally the new person in who class. Who you? Yeah. <laughs> who you? Who, who you? you <laughs> who you, who you girl? <laughs> yes, and in these words, so you're not keep it with time, start as early as you can. And some documents also take a lot of time to compile, so be wary of that. Also, do not be ashamed to ask for help from anybody. And what did you ask help from? <laughs> <laughs> I asked help from the university actually and university yeah here okay. and they were able and kind enough to follow up the embassy about the status of my application. That's great. Do your research well because the worst thing that can happen to you at this point is finding out that you're applying for the wrong visa type or you're missing a very critical document. Yes, there are many details that define whether you should apply for example, for example, an EU blue card versus a regular work permit versus a job seeking visa. Or it could also be um you want to apply for a marriage visa versus a family reunion visa. There's also differences between like language visas or student visas. Yeah. And there's also au pair visas, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean visas. So if you don't know what applies to you or if you are confused, just go and seek advice from your local embassies. I'm sure they would be happy to help you. And at this point, at this time in our lives, because of the coronavirus, there may have been requirements that have changed. So you really have to check with them. Enough about visas. Let's talk about a very important consideration. And that's financial preparedness. 
you know, sorting this out can take anywhere from a few months to even years, depending on what you're trying to do. There are a lot of expenses. The expected expenses are usually the visa application fees, plane tickets, or flight reservations, because sometimes these are required when you apply, and of course, travel insurance. There are also a lot of unexpected expenses, like commuting or taking the taxi going to the embassy where your appointment is. And sometimes there are countries that doesn't have embassies in the Philippines, so you might have to fly to another country to submit your application. And then you might also need to pay for sending things by post. And that's really expensive. Yes, especially you have to make sure that all the documents are in order so you don't have to do it the second time. That happened to me. I was just about to ask. <laughs> Sounds familiar, D. <laughs> so, yes, that happened to me when... I was sending documents to Deutsche Bank here in Germany and I forgot one page that doesn't have a signature. I forgot to sign it. How much did it cost you? Um, one way is mm. 3,000. I have to send the next one also with 3,000 pesos. So oh. it's 6,000 just for sending mail. Tapos meron ding photocopying fees. Yes. Everything in the Philippines, you need to copy your documents three, four times. Because they need copies everywhere. Not only in the Philippines, because I remember doing that when I was also applying from Singapore. And since most of the embassies are located in Manila and your visa application needs personal appearance, so if you don't live in Manila, you need to prepare yourself to pay for flight, for hotels and accommodations. That's another added expense. Yeah. In terms of how much money you need, it's a case-to-case -case thing. Mm -hmm. For example, in our case, D, we were students when we went to Germany, right? So we had to set aside an amount for a blocked account. Unless you have a full scholarship, you will have to open your blocked account. And this only applies in Germany, I think. Mm -hmm. So here's how it works. You will be asked to deposit money in this account for the duration of your stay in Germany. It's meant to make sure that you have enough money to live in the country. You can only withdraw a fixed portion of it every month. To give you a rough idea, I did this when I was applying. So back then, the rate was around 700 euros per month times 12. So that's the total amount I need to deposit to this blocked account. You will have to check how much it is now because I'm not sure. On the other hand, if you're moving for work, there might not be a monetary requirement, but you have to present your work contract to the embassy so they can check your salary and qualifications. Plus, you may or may not need to learn German and pay for the language classes yourself while you are still in the Philippines because sometimes this is a requirement then. Lastly, once you're sure that you're doing this for the long term, and this is an information that's often overlooked in blogs or resource materials when you're researching about, you know, a move abroad. It's always important to make sure that all of your affairs in the Philippines or elsewhere, wherever you're a resident of, are in order. What affairs? Depende. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're talking about financial, pero pwede rin yung emotional. Secret Ayan. affairs. Secret affairs. <laughs> like, yan closure yan. Correct. Kunyare, if you are paying for something like a car or a bahay or whatever, you need to leave a special power of attorney to someone who can represent you. 
kunyari kung magkaroon ng problema to deal with the companies, to deal with the banks. Tapos, kung may mga bank accounts kayo and you want to keep it, make sure that you set up your mobile banking and SMS verification or OTPs. Yes, that's very important. I think marami tayong na-experience na horror stories with yes. that. Yes. And if you want to consider keeping your Philippine mobile number, you have to sort it out. Also, if you are living in a rented apartment or have roommates, you have to inform them that you're leaving and you have to end your contract. Or if nakatira ka sa bahay ng parents mo, paalam ka naman. Oo, na. Magsabi ka! <laughs> Months in advance. <laughs> Kesa yung makita ka na lang nila nakaimpake ka na. Oo, mahirap yan. And last but not least, manage your expectations with regards to planning and timeline. Think of the lead time. You know, plan A, plan B, miski plan Z pa yan eh. Mm-hmm. Diba? Yes. Especially, we're still in the middle of the pandemic. There's a lot of things that are changing every now and then. Mm-hmm. Regulations when it comes to the travel. flights. Yeah, mm-hmm. travel regulations and also the entry Requirements. to every country. Exactly. If you anticipate to move abroad during this time of the pandemic, You really need to be on top of so much information because things change, as we said. And you need to be proactive and don't be shy to ask for help. That ends the first part of our moving abroad discussion. Tough, no? Information (laughs) overload? Sana hindi naman. And sana we were helpful. We've covered the basics and some tips and we'll continue the discussion on part two, Settling Abroad. We now have a website. Yay! We're going to be posting all of these tips over there on our blog. So visit it at kukanzitepod.com. Let us know what you think. Slide into our DMs on Instagram at kukanzitepod or leave us a message on anchor.fm slash kukanzitepod. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Sana nag-enjoy si Ladi. Yeah, because we had fun. Yes, we had fun dissecting all the information. And so, reminiscing. <laughs> how it all began. Bye for now. Tschüss. Paalam. Auf Wiedersehen.